Warning, the following is entirely satirical and should not be taken as truth or fact. Styles Rob Radio and the Rebel Podcast do not own any copyrighted material that may be included in this broadcast. Viewer discretion is advised. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish... Yeah. Ju- that's not what it said. It was I. Yeah, I'm a person. Yeah, you know. I establish everything because I'm perfect. Thankfully, it was rewritten. Suspend the show right now. You're going to zipline directly into the harpoon? Yeah. What do you know about planes? I know a lot about planes. Buckle in, dude. It's going to suck. Put your hand on the screen. How did they find out? It's, Who was the one? This show has gotten infinitely more gay. <laughs> the mystical land of New Jersey. Uh, I don't understand how the laws yeah. in this country work anymore. <laughs> Welcome to the Rebel Radio Show. Uncut and uncensored. Yeah. Because it's, it's not live. This is a free tape. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. It's a We're not live. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think that we are. Dummy. Yeah. So, full transparency. This is a free tape if you're hearing it on CBW Radio on this Monday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern every Monday right here on the Rebel Radio Show. Or yeah. It's no different if you're listening on the Wednesday, you know, 10 a.m. Eastern, all yeah. streaming platforms, the Rebel Podcast. You can favorite it and follow it so you get those notifications as well. To my right is Shaney. Hey, everyone. On the board is Jules. Hello. I'm Radio's Rebel DJ style, and I got a problem with our school system. Well, I got I got a lot of I problems. got a problem, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of problems with the school system, but one of them is revisionist history. I don't know if you guys have heard this term, but it's popped up quite a lot recently. And so I wanted to see for myself, and this isn't a new thing. I borrowed a textbook here from my cousin, and the textbook was printed in 2000. So, number one, Kaiga Falls needs to update their textbooks. Come on. Uh, number two, this is this is not a new thing, this revisionist history. It clearly has been happening for a while now. So, we're going to give you a little bit of a history lesson today in the actual history versus the textbook history. And I thought, what better place to start than the American Revolution? Now... Of course, in 1976, British Parliament passed the Stamp Act. That's where I want to start. Yeah. Because, I mean, up until then, it's it's cool. You know, we're we're leaving. We're setting up colonies. We're doing all that. But in in, in 1765, they passed the Stamp Act. That puts a tax on documents such as wills, contracts, mangas, mortgage, newspapers, erotica, and pamphlets. All those things are taxed now due to British Parliament. Colonists are angered by this obviously and they call it unjust and they go against the the british parliament on this ruling they say we're not paying these tariffs it's it's not just you know i'm not doing it so it gets repealed and that's where the no taxation without representation seems to come in right okay okay i'm following by 1773 the northeast india company is granted a monopoly over exporting tea to the colonies. The UK Parliament set out and they're like, this is the only way that you guys are getting tea through the Boston Harbor. It is the Northeast India Company. And colonists revolted. And they boarded the vessel and they dumped 92,000 pounds of tea into the harbor, thus creating the first ever iced tea. Mm. I don't think that's touched on enough. I did not know that. I love iced tea. See, this is, this is the kind of stuff you're missing yeah. in public school here. Right. So the colonists create the first ever iced tea, and the British are outraged by how refreshing and how cold this tea is. Uh, And they pass the Intolerable Acts. And that banned the harbor from taking in any kind of imports on tea until it was paid for. Any kind of imports in general until the tea was paid for. Now, in 1778, there's a little kerfuffle at Lexington. Oh, no. We don't have to get into that. They, They had a little disagreement in Lexington. There was some shoving going on and some food fights and... 
Some hair pulling. Right. So we some don't have, wig tossing. Right. We don't have to get deep into that. But in 1776, July 4th to be exact, Thomas Jefferson, a.k.a. T.J. Maxx, as he's known at the time, Classic. drafted the Declaration of Independence. What do you know about the Declaration of Independence? They declared a lot of things. Um, I learned that we are, in fact, the people I wasn't sure. We are, yes. But we are. We, yes. Yeah, we are the people. Not positive about that. First draft actually just said I. Um, <laughs> said I'm a person. <laughs> well, it's, was... it's we the people by order of the, or we the people in order to form a more perfect union established. Yeah. Ju- that's not what it said. In it. it was I. Yeah, I'm a person. Yeah, you know, I establish everything because I'm perfect. Thankfully, it was rewritten as we the people. It starts out the Declaration of Independence signed. And the greatest political leaders of the time sign it. I don't know if you guys know this, but like all the big names sign this. I'm talking John Adams. I'm talking Ben Franklin. I'm talking Mitch McConnell. I'm talking Will Williams. I'm talking John Hancock. <laughs> Mitch McConnell? Yeah. yeah. He was there. Wow. I yeah. forgot about that. Huh. Yeah. The more you know. The more you know. This, these are the things that aren't told to us yeah. in American history. And yeah. That's why we're, we're doing a public service today. That's right. what we're doing. Now, the British hated freedom. Oh God, are they coming? <laughs> they they hated freedom. They're always coming. And funny <laughs> enough, this this puts on a trend as they would go on to hate freedom for like the next three millennia. Um, and they readied their army to go and kill farmers across the pond. They said these guys they just they want to live and be free, and they don't want to pay us. And we're gonna get our actual army and go kill these farmers. That's a quote from King George, by the way. Wow, uh, yeah, he was a. He's a very smart man. There's a voice memo from yeah. him that <laughs> yeah, yeah. they found. Uh, however, the British actually had no allies outside their army to aid them in this fight. And it's it's speculated, this isn't confirmed, but it's speculated it's due to their poor dental hygiene and their absolutely diabolic eating conditions. Uh, so many of their soldiers were mercenaries for hire. Hmm. Sick. Uh, mo- now, most fighting in the American Revolution obviously took place from 1776 to 1781, with a brief battle in 1997 as well. Uh, in 1781, the Americans, alongside French allies and Connor Kenway, defeated the Dirty Brits at Yorktown. So, Yorktown, New York, the British were cornered, and the farmers were like, Ayo, fuck you, turned the tides. Actual quote from the American farmers in that. 19 or, yeah i keep going 19 man i'm it's, getting ahead of myself it's that's they're legal man they're, yeah. it's legal age <laughs> and well 18 would be right well hey 19 works too man hey, what are you doing here <laughs> why don't you have a seat uh in 1783 ben franklin himself personally traveled to england to hand them the l and return home with the Treaty of Paris. Now, this was the official end to the American Revolution. However, there's a couple more important things that happen in colonial America at this time that I thought yeah. we should probably yeah. touch on. Uh, in 1777, the U.S. adopted the Articles of Confederation. Uh, in 1783, the Articles of Confederation were replaced by the Fault in Our Stars until the Constitution was officially mm. went into effect in 1789. Now, during this entire period... British Parliament did nothing but cry, sleep with their family, and not floss. Mm. It's Aww. a little-known fact. So, like, we handed them the L pretty hard. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you guys have any questions about, you know, the American Revolution, but I, I went in deep, and, you know, yeah. this history book leaves out a lot of that. Yeah, what is up with our history books just leaving out facts? I don't know. There, there's a there's a complete lack of Connor Kenway in the history book in general. Yeah, where and like, did he go? He played a pretty major role yeah. in the American Revolution. 
Like yeah. he single-handedly took out a lot of British troops. And I don't I don't think that's it's very fair that we left him out like that. Dude, Ben Franklin handing out L's, partying yeah. his life away. Yeah, so you know, the trip to England isn't as easy as it is now. You can just get on a plane and fly over, obviously. Right. So at the end of the war, Ben Franklin decided that he, as our ambassador, would board a ship, and it took him like three or four days. It was a rowboat too. It was, a, it was it, but they had a lot of fast rowers. That was yes, the thing. Yes. So like, oh, so they were like the. the it was like teams? an Olympic team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, he would so say, were, Ben would say, row. Yeah. They would, they would row. It's really not talked about a lot either, and that's that's. I Their mean, sail was a, a kite. Well, I heard. No, that was different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're incorrect. Uh, that, don't listen to that. That's revisionist history. Is it? Oh, yeah. see? Um, see? Wrong. I went to public school. They don't talk yeah. about it in the books, the boats themselves a lot. And I get it. There's a lot of stuff happening at the time. But like we got places quick because we had the best rowers. Yeah. we. Uh, that's that's early America. We were top, top in rowing. Yeah. We were the top rowers. Like if we had Olympics, we would have taken rowing gold every single year. So Ben Franklin was like there and back in three to four days. I mean, maybe one stop to, to, to get lunch, mm-hmm. but like there and back three or four days showed up at the British Parliament, handed King George the L and like it was instant crying. Little known fact too, Ben Franklin. He's a distant relative of Frankenstein. Mary Shelley's, so, yeah, yeah. So they're all, uh, he, he's got a little monster in him, you well, know what I'm saying? Originally it was Frankenstein, but uh, once we get into like World War II, they yeah, had to, yeah. we'll get there eventually. It's The it's whole, a whole Stein and Steen thing yeah, goes deep. Yeah, I mean, it's not on Ben's, Ben's fault. How could he have known, right? Yeah. But it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But my point is, it's it's little things like this that gets lost in translation. I really think it's what weakens us as a nation, you know? Yeah. So Ben Franklin hands him over the L, and, like, it's fancy. Yeah. You know, like, when they draw the T in SpongeBob when he's working on his paper? Yeah. The? Oh. It was like that, but full page. Um, mm. And that's another thing that's, you know, lost is good calligraphy like that nowadays. Yeah. Honestly, don't, they don't even teach cursive. They don't right. be writing. We we don't be writing like how we used to. We don't be writing in, like Franklin B. Delivering. Back, back in the day. Sometimes it may not seem like it be like it is, but it do, you know? It really do. It, that th- and like it really do. Yeah, <laughs> it really do. So like, I don't know if you guys have seen this. There is a picture. Maybe I can put it in the Discord when this comes out. But yeah. there is a picture of the L. Uh, I think the... Yeah. I think the British Museum has it. Yeah. Um, the British Museum has everything. Well, that's the by thing the is, well, they they steal other people's <laughs> yeah. art. So I don't yeah. know if they would frame the. Technically, it is ours that we gave them. Yeah, we handed them the L, and they displayed the L. Yeah, for I don't all to see. I'm be honest. I don't know what they did with the L after it. I don't know if it like went into George's personal vault yeah. or anything, yeah. or like it was in the Parliament House, or like I... if they had to see it. I heard a conspiracy theory yeah. that it's uh, behind the Mount Rushmore. Oh, mm. that we vault. got it back. See, I heard a conspiracy theory that the queen uses it as like a butt pillow. Mm. She like sits uh, on it. That makes sense. Uses it as like a almost like a comforter for her bones. That makes. Sense. I mean, there is always you know it's a common theory. I don't know how much I believe it, but that they use the L as if it was theirs now, mm. like when. Children go missing with Charles. They show up to the parents' house and they're like, "Oh, look, they have the Here L frame." Your L, yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like most people would know. Like, no, that's that's the one we got in '76. Like, yeah. that's you that's, would think, you would think. But again, revisionists. They are British. They are British, yeah. and we can't give them any credit because. Well, and it's historic, historically accurate that all British people are stupid. Yes. So. Yes. 
It's, I mean, it's just they, kind they, of goes they, hand in hand. They couldn't beat a bunch of farmers and the French. Yeah. So, you know. There's, I mean, British people are literally stupid. I think it, maybe it comes in later. I believe it was part of the Treaty of Paris, though, mm-hmm. that because of this, the British were forced to not have any actual, like, meals mm. for the next four millennia. Mm. So, like, you look at, like, British quote-unquote cuisine now and it's yes. like peas on fries yeah that's that was a stipulation in the treaty of paris mm. like that they were like no you guys need to suffer yeah, yeah you they, cannot they're not allowed food. to have like delicious breakfast right just yeah. beans right yeah, yeah. so like yeah. i think yeah. and i think there's like a specific list of what they can and can't eat mm-hmm. and like the combinations they it's like a minecraft chart you know to, to make yeah. things uh-huh. well and i heard too that like in, in Ben's travel to passing them the L, one of the stipulations was that they have to have a stupid accent um, for the rest of their existence, all of them. Right. And so they that's why they all talk like stupid idiots and have that, that makes sense. stupid fucking accent because they're all dumb. Too. And if, yeah, no, it makes sense because if you look like historically with the accent too, yeah. that really didn't start becoming a thing until after the, the formation the, of the colonies. Yeah, the L. Yeah. yeah, like you can look that up and we gave them an L but it might be because they're just not smart. They added a U it's, to it's a lot of things. We, yeah. The L stands for lisp. It's just ah. a it's a unique lisp. Gotcha. But yes, yeah. that that this this is why, you know, the UK is why it is. Yeah. And there've been plenty of wars after the fact, but they they never really could get over that first it's like shooting your your horse in the leg right out the gate, you know? Yeah. Eventually he'll figure out how to how to run a little bit for the rest of the race, but he's never Never gonna be the same. Yeah, you know we're, we're changing it out of the get go. Yeah, but I think it's important that we really set the set the facts straight here and just let people know. Right, how... like I know we like to have fun here. Yeah, but we should also probably be informative as well. Yeah, try to as much as possible. Right, and again, I'm not an expert. I don't have a degree. I just did yeah. a lot of. I I spent like three or four weeks doing research on yeah. Ben Franklin. On the American Row team of seventy six. On yeah. where's like, the L? Right, yeah. and I again, I can't find the L, so I could be wrong. If you guys have any theories on that, please let me know. Two one six eight five nine eight six nine nine is the number to text in. But there's just so much misconception about Connor Kenway, about all of these different people that are in history that don't get the recognition they deserve, and. To that, yeah, I think it's time Mitch McConnell gets out of the federal government. Yeah. He's yeah. had a good run. Yeah. He's had a good run. Glitching a little too much. He's, he's glitching a little too much. Maybe Connor can help him. 216-859-8699. We continue with the French Revolution when we come back. I'm the Pidge. I'm isn't real. Oh, wait, this is the wrong show. I'm talking about the pigeonhole, everybody. Comes out once a month. Send some stuff into the Styles of Radio Discord page. I will give my such beautiful two cents on it. I know you guys care so much. For give me some slack. I like doing this. CBWradio.com. Your place for everything CBW. Off the record, Cito's Cornhole Corner, and so much more. CBWradio.com. The Artificial Intelligence Podcast is the only show written, voiced, and scored entirely by AI. All episodes are available now on StylesRebelRadio.com. Styles Rebel Radio, 
Read the sign. 15 for dudes. Girls get in free past seven. We're back on the Rebel Radio Show, fixing the revisionist history that's in our school's textbooks. And while I went through the American Revolution, there was something happening abroad as well. And Jules, I think you know more about the French Revolution than I do. Yes, sir. So the French Revolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In English, please, not French. <laughs> the French Revolution uh, started in 1789 because King Louis, he was a little money hungry. He, he needed more money, couldn't raise the taxes. He's a silly guy. He's a money-grubbing Mr. Krabs kind of guy. It's a silly goose. He um, he drew a meeting with all his, his pals that he could think of that were high up there with mm-hmm. money. And during that meeting, his uh, his peasants were pissed. Peasants, mm-hmm. not pheasants, right? Like, not birds? N- not birds. Okay. But his, his peasants. Right. Well, I, I knew there was a lot of birds in France at the there, time. There were. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. it, Before it, the government killed them all. And, well, yeah. that's what the, the peasants were angry at. They, oh. they killed all the birds and they were hungry. Oh. So, um, gotcha. the, the birds were their food source. Gotcha. So, they, they stormed the, um, the jail, I guess. They were looking for food, but they went the wrong direction. I guess they only went to the largest government facility they could think of so they stormed the jail all they found were like dusty muskets and stuff so they decided to grab those mm-hmm. um naturally and uh it's my band name the dusty, dusty muskets, muskets. The dusty <laughs> oh muskets. yeah dude they decided to grab those and they they they, they started revolting and doing a little, a little pew bit. pew a little bit of um yeah. and then marie antoinette was uh king louis's wife right and uh, she wanted to start a revolution against them with Louis. She was like, nah, y'all can't raise up about this. Just just eat cake. And uh, that was a little misconstrued. Everybody just started eating her ass. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah. gobbled that shit up. I mean, she invited it, though. Like, it was yeah. consensual. Yeah, she right? said. She said, eat cake. cake. Yeah. And everybody just started eating her ass. And... They ate right. her body up into like her neck. Ooh. Um, and then people were like, "Oh, that might be good the other way around." And so, what, like eat from the head down? Well, yeah. So they decided to to build the guillotine. I didn't know that the French were such big cannibals either. Yeah, like I knew they were. Cannibalistic I knew they were assholes. See, I thought I thought that's the I thought that's where the is it cake trend came from. Was oh, from Marie that Antoinette. Makes sense. They were gonna cut her open to see if she was cake or not because they that didn't know. Makes sense. And they were like, "Is she is she Marie Antoinette or is she cake?" Right, and it makes sense because like, why would you say let them eat cake if? You don't have any cake. Right, right. So, so you assume that she is the cake. And that's why the they were like, well, we need to cut her open. How do we cut her open? The guillotine. Yeah, right. Okay. We make it to the guillotine, though. Yeah. The guillotine. So after the guillotine became popular, they were like, this is a really humane way to just chop up our yeah. food. Right, right. So they started chopping right. up all the, the higher ups, yeah. the, the people they didn't like, the people right. that were taking their food. Right. The ones that shot the birds. Yeah. Ah, uh, the bourgeoisie, ah. if you will. That's what the birds work for. Uh, <laughs> and so they actually, with the guillotine, became like, it, people started really liking the haircut that they got with uh, the guillotine. So oh. other people were were 
chopping their hair mm. and uh m- they tried to use the guillotine for that. Yeah, so, yeah guillotine-style haircut. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's got a lot of uses. It's like a yeah. multi-tool. Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially their equivalent of the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. So, like, and I came before it, right? So, like, they really cornered the market there. They yeah. really did. Yeah. And like the, But the guillotine was overused. People were dying on both sides for no reason. People were... Yeah. Too many chopped... Uh, too many it, cakes. It was not, such not a sure fad. Well, they used the metric system. That's why. They, they couldn't figure out how to measure it yeah. properly for, like, a haircut, so... Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so... That's why I don't use the metric system. Right. Because of this... That they, and the L from the previous segment. Yeah. Sorry. They, they wanted France to look, like, big and mighty and still in power. Right, so, of right. course, they reached out to um, this eight-foot god mm. named Napoleon. Sick. Oh, um, I thought he was small. No, Sick. no, no. That's a common misconception. He was actually a god from, like, ancient Greek times, so this but is he like, was blessed uh, on to the French because so, of their losses. So it's like yellow, like fake news, like yellow journalism yes. that he was small. They did that as like propaganda. It, they just sick. wanted to uh, cut back on the Greek mythology part of it. They didn't want people to follow that anymore because right. of Catholic church and everything. Um, that was a big part of the French Revolution. Um, well, I always thought that the Napoleon boss battle in the first God of War was weird. Yeah. Now it makes a lot more yeah. sense. Now I'm like, understanding it a lot more. Because again, he's super fucking tall in the battle. Right. right. So like, I thought maybe it was an irony thing. Yeah. Like they just named him Napoleon. Right. He makes yeah, he makes Kratos look so small, but then he has like that hat on. Right. I, I didn't know that he was sense. from God of War. And yeah. Then yeah, okay. That's interesting. That makes more sense. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and so, but the problem with this Greek god is he had so many wardrobe malfunctions, mm. and it it really led to his demise. He ended up dying on the battlefield because of his uh, his robes got caught underneath the horse. Damn, happens to the best of us. Yeah, yeah, and you gotta watch out for those horse feet. <laughs> I mean, it's that's pretty what... much the same thing that happened to Janet Jackson, right? Yeah. A wardrobe malfunction led yeah. to her downfall. Yeah. yeah. History is doomed to repeat itself, you know. First Napoleon, then Janet Jackson. I always remember Napoleon's nipple. How can you not? Right. Thing was massive. That's the first thing I... I mean, literally... He was... I mean, he was so big, Napoleon's nipples were just... My band name. Uh, Massive. If... Just for reference, um, most of this not in the history book. I have it right in front of me here. Yeah. Um, Napoleon's nipples are... Here, so like yeah. at least they got yeah. that, like HD quality. Nipple I believe, yeah. There's too. like a page and a half of yeah. Napoleon's nipples. I did read this uh, history book just to to cross reference what I was hearing yeah, because yeah, I yeah. was like, wow, this is crazy. No yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, it said that Napoleon was five foot two. Uh, no way. Yeah. No way. That's interesting. Revisionist That's, history. He was not yeah, a short king. Yeah, he was not a short king. No, he was a tall guy. Yeah, Napoleon does not represent the short kings. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's too much. There's too much revisionist history, isn't there? It's way too much. It's all inaccurate too. It's crazy that we we've done so many episodes of the show believing what we believed before. Right and now, it's all right in right. front of us. You know, and if there's this much revisionist history about the French Revolution and the American Revolution, just think about what revisionist history we told about today's day and age. You know, right. Right. Let me know what you guys think. If you also knew this, or or this is news to you, 216-859-8699 to text in, or stylesrebelradio.com to get you the Discord.
We like hours of questionable impressions and absolute utter nonsense. Check out Off Air. That shit fucking sucks. I'm using that. <laughs> Rebel listeners, this is Evan, also known as The Pidge. I'm here to tell you that season two of my show, Beyond Balance, has just premiered. And if you guys really like cosmology, astronomy, the realm of science, and the realm of mystery, you guys should really tune into this show. It is a journey that is going to be taken for quite a bit of us, and I think you're going to enjoy it. It's going to be coming out 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every other Saturday. You guys are going to like it. Come on, join me. Hey, Style here to remind you that StylesRebelRadio.com is a group of free content creators. And because of that, you may have noticed that we don't do a lot of ad spots between our breaks, and that's intentional. We're not here to shill out to off-brand cereal or promote crappy mobile games. We strive to give you quality, professional content without the repetitive marketing. That being said, if you like what we do and want to support the shows, you can always click the link in the Spotify description to help support us for as little as 99 cents a month. Now back to the broadcast. Whoever's the owner of the gray sedan, you left the Rebel Radio Show playing. Now listen, there's a lot of history in this book. I mean, it, yeah. It is a world history book. It's not an American history book, but we got to highlight the key points, I think, mm-hmm. you know. We can't sit here and have an eight-hour-long show about right. everything they've got wrong. Right. We could go. We could go into full, in-detailed, in-depth deception about each each yeah. event in history and how it has been bastardized in our textbooks. Yeah. But you know, we just don't have time for that sort of thing. Right. But we should hit the big ones. I think obviously the American Revolution is a big one. The French yeah. Revolution is a big one. Those are huge. Napoleon was a big one. Napoleon was literally literally general. yeah he literally was a Greek he was. It's literally a lie in the yeah. textbook. That's yeah. it was covered up by the Catholic Church because they didn't like Greek mythology. That's what it is. Right. It's a psyop. Right. It's it's a Catholic psyop, if right. we're being honest here. And when I think about Catholic psyops and psyops in general, yeah. we gotta talk about World War One because it is wildly incorrect in this book. Yeah, yeah. So I um was doing some research on World War One and just upon like reading this book that you guys have been getting your stuff from, it's really interesting the things that i have picked out uh-huh. versus what is told in the book so like for starters right the the main teams the main alliances yeah, yeah. between there was the um and in, in the book it says that there was the triple entendre which is france Tri- Rus- triple entendre right no triple entendre oh, my yeah that's what it said that's what i'm saying we gotta we gotta fix these things up yeah. it was france russia and, and the united kingdom but the losers aka yeah right but then from my findings i realized the triple entente was actually xbox playstation and pc coming together wow yeah and i didn't realize back then those alliances were so like firm i didn't know they were so like confirmed in history yeah no that's that's what i'm saying like it's, these... it's crazy to think how times have changed and they're not even like on speaking like just this yeah, year and a yeah. half they're like on sort of speaking terms, but barely. Right, but barely, and it all starts back in World War One. So it was it was them, and then they had the central powers, which were board games, mobile apps, and um, like you know when you would play like a like you don't know Jack sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, when you like played Jackbox, with the team. Yeah, 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 like Jackbox players. Um, and they were the two that were going at it, and so Arch Arch 
Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, Archduke right? Franz Ferdinand, yeah. That's our guy. Um, apparently, it was Archduke Nukem. So, completely inaccurate. And it seems like World War One was a lot more embedded in, like, the... the Technology, tech side, yeah. Yeah, the technological advancements of the future, which I feel like is an interesting... They don't yeah. bring that up too much in in what we see in our his, history books today, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of like, oh, this person took over this town, but that's like the small picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, we talk a lot about there was... Like um, this is this is the invention of trench warfare is is what we hear. Sure, yeah. But from my findings and, and doing my like cross referencing, it was Treyarch warfare. So they are the devs of Call of Duty Nazi Zombies, which I think has an interesting correlation in like you know the grand scheme of history how we tie it all together. Because it's really brushed over. Because think, they they told us like this is the in invention of like tanks and machine guns we're getting and like chemical warfare tang was invented as well literally the woo um but it tanks and tanks and machine guns and 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 like chemicals we had had chemicals for years yeah what i so and i went to the library and i was reading about how it wasn't actually tanks machine guns and um and chemical warfare but it was more so like do you remember ATATs from Star Wars? Uh, Those were actually real. That was World War One. Well, yeah, wow. I mean, if it makes sense because if you watch Star Wars, it says a long time ago. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so and it's finally it connects together. Right, now, right. And it wasn't that long ago, you but, know. But but then there were things like there were ray guns they had, and they had like energy swords, and they had plasma pistols, grav hammers. Yeah, they yeah. had grav hammers. They, there was a lot of like minute niche guns and, and weapons that right. aren't as talked about now because we want to talk about things like tanks and and machine guns. Um, it's interesting how, like, now we talk a lot about the, the technical side of warfare, yeah. right? Yeah. Like drones and all this stuff and, and guided missiles. But, like, back then they were like, no, that we can't, we don't want to talk about, like, isn't it cool to have machines that run things with gas and... It's weird that they chose the the manual route, you know. Well, yeah, and so like going back to the the trench warfare thing, it's it's less about them being in the trenches and more about the tunnels that they were actually burrowing oh, okay. to to make an underground sort of bullet train system. It was they were working towards like an advancement where we can travel from say France to Russia. And that makes a lot of sense because, I mean, I mean, it's later in history, obviously, but right. then that establishes the Underground Railroad with Old Tubbers. Yes, like, yes, yes, and that's where Old Tubbers comes right. from. Right. We love her. Of course, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like there's a lot of smaller things that, you know... Not Napoleon. Yeah, not Napoleon. Obviously, he was huge, but there's like Massive. a lot of... There's a lot of smaller misconceptions that people don't necessarily have right. a full grip, grip on in terms of what went down in World War One. So I was just... Like, if you guys have any questions for me personally, because I did most of the most of the cross-referencing right. you know, between this book and, and what I found. So 
I know from this book, they said that they had actual wars. Was there any real bloodshed? No. So it was all on servers. It was oh. all, it was land play. Oh. Yeah. Was they were, it VR? Were people brainwashed into it, thinking that they were there? It, it was like a prototype metaverse, right? It was a prototype metaverse, but then they still had like the consoles that they were attached to. Oh. So it was still considered like and they had the controller it wasn't like the joystick sort of thing they were they were using controllers to burrow under the ground to build these tunnels right and then they would pop up on the other side it was like a uh it was like a larger drone almost that they had um and they would pop out with their their ray guns right and they would pop them that's that's how we would get the enemies so i found like because it's talked a lot about in like World War II, and we'll get to that later. But it's yeah, talked a yeah. lot about in World War II, um, like how Germany is responsible for Volkswagen, and they're initially they were creating Panzer tanks. So like, really, if you drive like a, a bug, it's it's Hitler's company. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that that's such common knowledge, but it's not mentioned that the first tanks even were by Mad Cats, who was manufacturing all the controllers that were used in World War One, and yeah. like. We, I mean, growing up in, in the 2000s, it was like, oh, it's the third-party PlayStation controller, and now they're not even in business, but, like, Mad Cats played a big role in history. Well, and that was the thing. So all the tanks were actually had to be wired to the consoles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would have these tanks, and they were great weapons, but you could only take them so far because of the cord, right? So they would have oh, to, like, invest in, in extension cords. and But then with the invention of, like, the ATAT and, like, the Wonderwolf ray gun, stuff like that, we were able to take down our enemies quicker. And that's how we ended up prevailing with World War One. How now, much economic debt did this gain? All that... Billions. It yeah, can't be. Billions. <laughs> we've, never, cheap. we've never financially recovered from this. And I think that's a lot of the reason we don't talk about it, too. Yeah, it's, it's more like, of an embarrassment thing. Well, because when, when you read it in the history book, like there's a specific section here that talks about the wartime economy. And I think that's more propaganda. It's, it's more like, oh, look how good America was doing because we're at war. And they have freedom fries and they talk about steel manufacturing. But like in reality, that was just a, a cover up because like we had spent millions and millions of dollars in the tech field. And it was all like it was all in the sake of nationalism, you know. We were all so like the the main end goal was for us to all come and kiss the ass of whoever the next president right. was. So through these wars, they would like we were talking about uh, last week or a couple weeks ago. We were doing MK Ultra and, yeah. and mind control, right? Yeah. So these VR systems would have like a chip in them that would click the nationalism on oh. for these soldiers. Because initially it was it was just, it wasn't even like a volunteer thing. It was, oh, you play PlayStation? Right. Try this game. Yeah, try this game. And now they're brainwashed nationalism and we were all going to kiss the president's ass. I mean, we talk about it all the time. It, it's, it's just a matter of history repeating itself and like what we're told versus what the actuality of it is. So like... I mean, we experience it now on a different level of like, oh, Saints Row came out in 2022, but it's not really Saints Row. It's like the fifth game. They're just calling yeah. it Saints. MW2 yeah. isn't really MW2. It's a rebranding of 
World a, War One. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's a rebranding of a franchise that existed ten years ago with World or with with MW Two. And so, like when they came out with the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty in two thousand five, that wasn't the debut of the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. That was just well, their new iteration of it. And you, and you're on the right track. I mean, we'll we'll learn about we'll touch on it more in in World War Two as well. But like. The whole concept of World War One was just a rebranding. Yeah, because we had World War, and that was we we didn't you know it wasn't perfected. It wasn't we we weren't using you know proper technology mm-hmm. and the 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 battle strategies weren't quite there yet. It was still like World War was still in beta. Yeah, right yeah. with like American Revolution stuff like that. We were kind of working our way up, and then World War One was supposed to be this big rebranding of the war format. Yeah. So that we can, you know, have a have a more fluid, and that's why it's like so technologically inv- uh, technologically based. You know, there's they were trying to like bring us into that yeah. modern era with um with like a fresh rebranding. Like it sounds it sounds uh nice and catchy. It's like oh World War One, and then they had the abbreviation of WW One, right? Which you know again didn't happen until after the fact because it was the Great War at the time, right? And then once you know we get the marketing side of it, it's oh well. We're gonna have another, right? Right, and yeah, and that's kind of it's where, like an annual summer games kind of thing, and that's where like the name came from. It was basically just like a big reboot, reboot of the war franchise. Yes, yeah. is is what they were going for. Um, and again, it's it's uh, what's what's the term for it? Um, predictive programming. Yeah, you know, we like I said before, we get two different versions of of MW two. We get two different versions of Saints Row. Right. We get two different versions of all these games that are the same game, but we're we're not calling it, you know, Saints Row Five. We're right. calling it Saints Row. They're, they it's, were, it's just the same as the World War One, World War Two. Right. It was that was like one of the early instances of what we see now with that predictive programming. Yeah. It was like, well let's try it with World War One and see how it works. Yeah. And the people caught on. The people really liked World War One. Yeah. It was huge. And so a lot of people were involved. Right. And so they were like, well, with such a great success like World War One, we should try to make a sequel. Yeah, of course. And, you know, we'll get into that later. But yeah, which the sequel is surprisingly a lot less digital. Mm. Yeah. Like I I didn't. We'll get like I said, we'll get to it. Right, right, right. They really like stuck to the the perception of I think they were afraid of being called out. Oh, that The conspiracy theorists would realize, you know. We can't Something's, go back in yeah. and, and plug back in because the technology is more advanced. We have more documentation right, now. So like, right. They knew. They if there's a second know. Great War, they're going to be expecting console gaming and, right. and against board gaming and mobile right, gaming. And right. They couldn't do that because they knew they'd get called out on it versus what you know they told the press. Well, and like because in World War One we were in such like beta stages of VR yeah. and stuff like that, the... The screens that the soldiers were looking at were more so like a 16-bit esque, and you would have like that's where the that's where um like graphics from Mario and stuff come right. from 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 like early Super Nintendo games is actually the the VR consoles from the World War One PlayStations and Xboxes and and PCs and stuff like well, that. Well, because right? a lot of people don't realize this at the time too is that we got a lot of our aid in in World War One from Italy, and Italy at the time was just a platformer. Yeah, they weren't. They didn't like expand upon the genre as much, and so we needed them for their platforming abilities. Yeah, but like because like Italy at the time was still relatively new, and they only mm-hmm. built from left to right, right, and then vertical. They only had two axes to work with, right. Um, that's why like the axis powers later on. That's where they get the name. Yeah, from. Yeah, they get it from the yeah. X and Y from how they and like 
we needed them because they were so good in terms of the the vertical and horizontal gameplay. You know, yeah. they were they had that on lock, and so us going to them was like a linchpin in the war to winning. Right. Um. So kind of interesting how that ties back into you know what we're what we're seeing now in these yeah. books. And you know, you hear it in history class. At least I know I did. Whoever wins the war writes the history. Yeah. So we made it out to be this whole bloody you know year-long bloodshed between nations and then all this death and, and great booming industry when right. in reality... Right, it was, And, like, the booming industry side of that from the video games. Right. Why, like, why do you think... But ultimately had a crippling effect on us because right. of how much we invested in it. Right. Yeah, it's... We if, had... we yeah. Eventually it leads to the Great Depression. We're going to pick that up when we come back from break. 216-859-8699. Let me know if you've learned something. 216-859-8699 if you want to shoot us a text and let us know what you thought of the show or any of our other great programs. You can find them all at stylesrebelradio.com. We have podcasts like The Pigeonhole, Beyond Bounds, AIP, that's the Artificial Intelligence Podcast, as well as Off Air and, of course, The Rebel Podcast every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern, all major platforms, Spotify, Pandora, Google, TuneIn, Amazon, Anchor, iHeart, you name it. We're on it. The Rebel Podcast, 10 a.m. Eastern, all podcasting platforms. But catch us live right here on CBW Radio every Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern, uncut and uncensored. CBWRadio.com is going to be your homepage to go to for all the great showtimes, events, and more happening on CBW Radio. And while you're there, make sure you click on the Surfshark icon. Get you two months of Surfshark VPN, completely free, unlimited devices, keeps you safe from scammers, malware, pop-ups, cookies, and all the malicious content you may find online. That's two months of Surfshark VPN completely free when you go to cbwradio.com and click on the icon. While you're looking things up, though, make sure you stay energized. Repsports.com is where you're going to go to save 15% off on Raise Energy, Raise On The Go samples, Hypersleep Powder, Pre-Workout, Broken Arrow, or any Sweet Raise swag by using promo code CBW sent me at checkout. Once again, that's CBW sent me at checkout at repsports.com for 15% off your entire purchase. Until next time, peace. the end of the show i've been radio's rebel dj style and i'm shane eden until next time make sure to check out stylesrebelradio.com for more great content or listen live to the full show every monday what time is that shane i don't i did not rehearse this part that's right 5 p.m eastern time every monday on cbw radio